from Innovation Alley at Marquette University. I'm Chuck Swoboda, and this is Innovators on Tap, a show based on the idea that innovation is about leadership. It's a mindset to find a better way, and ultimately, it's about people. This podcast is designed to allow you to open your mind to new ideas and find ways to put those concepts to work and maybe even change the world. Welcome to season two of Innovators on Tap. We decided to create a mini-series based on my new book, The Innovator's Spirit, with each episode exploring one of the key concepts. I will explore how it applied during my time at Cree, how other organizations have utilized some of these same ideas, and how you can implement these strategies into your own life to help you discover the mindset to pursue the impossible. I hope that you will actively engage with these episodes. And whether or not you're able to use all these concepts, I'm confident that you'll find some ideas that you can apply in your own life to enable you to embrace more risk, start to see problems as opportunities, and ultimately become more innovative. Episode one begins our journey to uncover your innovator spirit and creates a foundation for the concepts that will follow in future episodes. This is intended as a conversation, even though I will be doing most of the talking. With that being said, I wanna encourage you to stop along the way and think about the questions that I'm asking you. To remind you, you're going to hear a short bit of music that you will probably recognize, something like this. I believe that you'll get a lot more out of these episodes if you keep an open mind and are willing to challenge your core beliefs. That's what's on tap today. Enjoy. Innovation is the great equalizer. It not only gives the underdog a chance, it often gives them an advantage. But we use the term so often that it has become a buzzword. It seems like the more we say it, the less we do it. I spent 25 years helping take a business from a startup to a global technology company. We disrupted industries and started an LED lighting revolution that changed how people think about light. At Cree, I was taught how to think differently. I learned what it takes to pursue the impossible and realized that when opportunity knocks, you have to answer the door. During my time with the company, we won numerous awards for our innovations, but it might surprise you to know that we never really talked about innovation. We just did it. It wasn't until I retired and was giving a speech about my experiences leading Cree that I realized what seemed like common sense to me wasn't in fact so common at all. I had this realization after some people came up to me after my talk and commented that what I was suggesting was quite different than what most people think about innovation. For me, innovation starts with people, not process. It requires more than simply following a recipe. You have to have the right mindset. You need to uncover your innovator spirit. Now, the word spirit may seem like an unusual word to associate with innovation, but it is essential to understand the qualities that define someone's true character. It's who they really are, not who they say they are or who they wish they were. The innovator spirit is the beliefs that enable the behaviors that make innovation possible. But the challenge for most of us is that our life experiences have created beliefs that actually get in the way of innovation. 
We've learned that it's better to avoid risk instead of taking risk. We've learned to settle for best practice instead of striving for something better. And we've learned to view crisis as a problem instead of an opportunity. If you're serious about innovation, you need to reset your default mode, which starts with taking a closer look at your beliefs and asking yourself if you're really committed to discovering the mindset to pursue the impossible. And that's what this mini-series is all about. In the following episodes, we will examine together what the innovator spirit really is and how you can develop your own. The goal of this series is to highlight with real examples from my time at Cree, the beliefs and behaviors necessary to pursue innovation. And I'll give you things you can try on your own to create new experiences to help you form new beliefs. But the goal is not for you to simply be a passive listener. Instead, I would encourage you to be an active participant. I would hope that the following episodes cause you to rethink how you approach innovation and how you challenge the status quo and whether or not you really want to try and do something that's never been done before. Now, if this seems overwhelming, that's okay. I'll let you in on a little secret. When I started my career, I was far from an innovator. In fact, when I was first offered the job at Cree, I said no. I thought it was too risky. I was afraid of failure. But a couple of years later, I got another call from Cree. They were giving me a second chance to join the company. Here's how that conversation went with my wife, Karen. So Karen, Cree has offered me a job again, but I'm still not quite sure what we should do. It's a really big move, and it's not clear if the company's going to be successful. It is a big move. But let me ask you a question. If you take this job, do you think you'll learn something? Well, absolutely. Definitely more than I would if I stayed at HP. Okay. And if it doesn't work out and the company goes out of business in a couple of years, do you think you'll be able to get another job? Yeah, I'm not worried about that at all. Okay, then. So what's the question? You should just take it. I don't think you want to spend the rest of your life wondering what could have been. And so that's what I did. I said yes, and we moved to North Carolina. What I came to discover is that the mindset of innovation can be learned. It starts with recognizing that you've most likely been trained to think like a manager when innovation is fundamentally about leadership. If you choose to embark on your own journey to uncover your innovator spirit, to discover what it means to lead innovation, you're going to run into obstacles. Leadership is hard. You'll get stuck, but don't give up. I am living proof that life will present you with another opportunity to shed the burdens that bear your innovator spirit. All you need is the desire to keep pushing the boundaries of what those around you believe is possible. You need to look beyond the fear that you might somehow fail because you will. It is what you learn from those failures that matters. And when you can do this is when your innovator spirit will thrive. But a word of caution. This isn't a how-to manual. While there are many ideas about innovation, they tend to approach it as a recipe or a process. But you can't innovate if you're simply following the blueprint someone else has laid out for you. You'll just get the same result. That's why it's not the chef who follows the cookbook that innovates. Instead, it's the one who combines ingredients in new and sometimes counterintuitive ways that is the true innovator. So let's jump right in. Assume we're sitting in the same room and you're interviewing for a job to come work in my innovation-driven company. I'm not going to ask you about your resume. I've already read it. 
Instead, I want you to answer a question. How many barbers are there in New York City? I'm serious. Stop for a moment and ask yourself, how would you figure it out? Don't look it up on Google because the answer is not there. Hey, Google, how many barbers are there in New York City? Hmm, I'm not sure. But more importantly, I'm not looking for an answer. I want to see how you think. How do you react in a moment of uncertainty? Does it motivate you to find an answer? Or does the lack of information frustrate you? Dealing with uncertainty is an everyday occurrence in the pursuit of innovation. And it's about more than are you just good at it. I need to know if you enjoy it. Because if you don't, you're going to hate the pursuit of the impossible. So you might wonder, where does this question come from? Well, it's a Fermi question, which is named after Enrico Fermi, the scientist from the University of Chicago who helped develop the atomic bomb and was passionate about using common sense and rough estimates to piece together a ballpark answer. He also believed in running experiments to test your ideas, and he wasn't afraid of being wrong because either way, you learn something. He said, There are two possible outcomes. If the result confirms the hypothesis, then you've made a measurement. And if the result is contrary to the hypothesis, then you've made a discovery. This is the type of mindset we were looking for at Cree, because it is critical for the pursuit of innovation. And this mindset is less common than you might think. Let me give you an example. I tried the barber question out as a warm-up exercise with a group of young professionals one morning to see what would happen. And what I discovered was the responses fell into three categories. After I gave them a few minutes to think about the question working in small groups, I asked for a show of hands. Which of you thought that this question was silly or I wasn't serious and didn't really try very hard to figure it out? And about 30% of the people raised their hands. I then asked, well, who said, hey, this is an interesting question and started working on it only to realize that you didn't have enough information. And so you gave up. And about another 50% of the room raised their hands. And then I asked, who actually came up with an estimate? And the remaining 20% raised their hands. So then I gave them the following advice. I told the first group that you should never apply to come work for Cree because you'll hate it. I told the second group that I appreciate you trying, but I don't think you'd like working at Cree either. And to the third group, I said, if you ever get sick of what you're doing, give me a call. I think you'd really like what we're trying to do at Cree because every day we're taking on a new challenge and you have to be good at tackling uncertainty. So back to the question, how many barbers are there in New York City? Well, it really doesn't matter because when it comes to innovation, there is no right answer, only the best answer at that moment. The important thing is, are you willing to try and confident enough to come up with something that is good enough to keep moving forward? If you didn't want to answer the question for fear of being wrong, don't worry. Recognizing your fear is a very important first step. Now you know what you need to work on. And if you did come up with your own answer to the question, you're off to a great start to discovering your innovator spirit. 
And for those who are still desperate to know the answer, well, based on my estimate, New York City has a little less than 8,000 barbers. But don't forget, it's not about the actual answer, but instead it's about your ability to figure something out. Thanks for joining me today on part one of our journey to discover the mindset to pursue the impossible. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And please share the podcast with your friends and colleagues, because I think we all know of things that could use some innovative thinking. Please feel free to contact us through our website at innovatorsontap.com. We are always open to new ideas or critical feedback. My belief as an innovator is anything you do today can be done better tomorrow. So let's go change the world.